Micah, thank you so much for starting with that song. Change my heart, oh God, make it ever true. May I be like you. Man, trying to breathe that truth in right there. Good morning. Welcome to PCC, where we're worshiping Jesus Christ. We're living out God's love. We're transforming community by the Holy Spirit. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad I'm here. I'm really excited that the choir is back. Um, I'm pre- I, it's going to be good. I just, I'm, I, I, I'm excited about that. I just came back from a pastor's retreat that you guys sent me on. I feel refreshed, renewed. It was good to be around brothers and sisters in Christ, fellow shepherds. Um, got a couple announcements for us. One of them is, and we'll start nearest to furthest. So right after the service, we're going to have a taco fiesta in the, in the fellowship hall. And so the suggested donation of five bucks, and it's all you can eat Mexican food. That sounds like a good deal right there. Um, and then this Wednesday, lunch bunch, having Nick's pizza and salad. That sounds like all we do around here is eat, but I'm pretty excited about that. Um, suggested donation, I think, is around 10 bucks. Let Lou know whether you're coming or not. Lou's dead. Today is Lloyd Bennett's birthday. Happy birthday, my friend. A resident expert in... Uh, yeah, round of applause. Actually, one clap and one clap only. One, two, three. Boom. All right, we'll sing it too. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Bing, bada boom, right? Um, anything else? Would you stand with me for this morning's call to worship? We have a, a lot of important stuff on our plate. Also, if you're listening on the podcast, it's Communion Sunday, so have the elements ready. Our call, our call to worship comes from Psalm 147. Praise ye the Lord, for it is good to sing praises unto our God. He healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. He telleth the numbers of the stars. He calleth them all by their names. Great is our Lord and of great power. His understanding is infinite. Let's sing. We have a story to tell to the nations.
who breaks the power of sin and darkness, whose love is mighty and so much stronger, the King of glory, the King above all kings, who shakes the whole earth with holy thunder and leaves us breathless in awe and wonder, the King of glory, the King above all kings. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. That you would take my place. That you would bear my cross. You laid down your life. That I would be set free. Oh, Jesus, I sing for all that you've done for me. Who brings our chaos back into order? Who makes the orphan a son or daughter? The King of glory, the King above all kings. Who rules the nations when truth and justice shines like the sun in all of its brilliance? The King of glory, the King above all kings. Yeah, this is amazing. This is unfailing love That you would take my place That you would bear my cross You laid down your life That I would be set free Oh, Jesus, I sing for all that you've done for me. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy, worthy. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. That you would take my place. That you would bear my cross. You laid down your life. That I would be set free. Oh, Jesus, I sing for all that you've done for me. All that you've done for me.
confess Bowing here I find my rest And without you I fall apart You're the one That guides my heart Lord I need you Oh I need you Every hour I need you My one defense My righteousness Oh God, how I need you. Your sin runs deep. Your grace is more. Where grace is found is where you are. And where you stand, I'll fall on you. Jesus, you're my hope and stay. And when I cannot stand, I'll fall on you. Jesus, you're my hope and stay.
Obviously, I'm not Amy. Amy's feeling a little under the weather, so I'm going to be leading us in our prayer confession. But before I do so, I'd like to tell you a little story. Um, the story actually implies fictional, but it's a true story. I used to go, I went to an all-boys Catholic school, high school. Uh, started in Massachusetts, and then halfway through my freshman year, I moved out here to California. My family moved me out. I had a conversation with my favorite professor. He actually taught religion. His name was Friar Jebia. And I remember him, um, we would talk all the time, and he knew I was a Protestant, and he said, Jason, um, you Protestants have a problem. You have a confession problem. It says in James that we're supposed to confess our sins to one another and therefore receive the Spirit and be healed. And I was a freshman in high school. I didn't know how to answer him, and now I do. Um, Because at the time, I was going to a non-denominational church and just a classic Christian church, Jesus Bible church, and there was no place to confess. There was a missing element in in worship. Um, We can learn something. I say this all the time from our recovering brothers and, and sisters. They stand up and they say, Hi, my name is Jason and I'm an addict. The church, they got that from the church. This is the part of the service where we each stand up, say, hey, my name is Jason. I'm a sinner. I need to be forgiven. So this is actually a crucial piece in our worship services. Um, we confess together, both to God and to one another, I don't have all the answers. I fail on a regular basis, and I need to, to be forgiven every week, being reminded I'm a sinner set free by the grace of Christ. So would you please confess with me? Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors, and we have refused to hear the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. I got good news, ladies and gentlemen. It says in the scriptures, but we... What we just did, we vocally confessed through our Lord Jesus Christ to our Heavenly Father our sins. And scriptures say when we do that, He removes our sins as far as the East is from the West. Children of God, you and I are forgiven. Let's stand and sing Gloria Patri.
beautiful. So good that you're back. Man, filling this space with angelic music. Yes, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Now we, can, now we can get down to business. Now we can get back to it. This is exciting. Okay. Shelter from the storm. This is uh, last week in 1 Corinthians, and then we have one more week. We're going to be Second Corinthians, still in the shelter from the storm. Uh, and then we're rolling into Lent, which is exciting, um, which is headed towards Easter. Can you believe how fast everything's moving? Just pause and, okay, slow this down, take some breaths. Okay, shelter from the storm. Corinth is like Vegas on steroids. It's this wild, wild place where it's, it's, there's no rules. All bets are off, and everybody's doing whatever they want to do, and it's kind of mayhem. It's, it's wild. And so we've been in this series where Paul is talking to followers of Jesus Christ amongst this wild storm, not unlike the storm we're currently in, you know. And he's huddled them up, and he's telling them, um, we are a community and as a community, we, we, we seek shelter from the storm by following Christ. And I started this series with um, the Corinthian folk were a little confused about why we human beings were made. And Paul lays out and says, we are actually made to house the Holy Spirit. We are temples of the Holy Spirit. The Corinthian folk are a little confused as to what's important. And he says, now, what's most important is that you are loved by God and known by God. And then he turns the corner and starts talking about freedom and rights. And last week we talked about our freedom and rights amongst each other. As followers of Jesus amongst each other, we should be willing to lay down all freedoms and rights so that our brothers and sisters, the people within this room, will not stumble. And then we're, now Paul is going to turn us all outward. Picture us walking in here, and it's fitting because we're going to the table. And that's going to be a part of our application. Picture us all walking in here this morning, hearing these words, and kind of huddling up to this cross, and learning what Paul has to say this morning, and then turning around, breaking bread together, and going out into the world. He gives us some marching orders this morning. 1 Corinthians 9, I'm going to start in verse 16 and end with verse 23. For when I preach the gospel, I cannot boast, since I am compelled to preach. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. If I preach voluntarily, I have a reward. If not voluntary, I voluntarily, simply discarding the trust committed to me. 
What then is my reward? Just this, that in preaching the gospel, I may offer it free of charge and so not make full use of my rights as a preacher of the gospel. Though I am free and belong to no one, I have made my slave, myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. To the Jews, I become like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law, I become like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law. So as to win those under the law, those, to those not having the law, I became like one not having the law, though I am not free from God's law, but I am under Christ's law. So as to win those not having the law, to the weak I became weak to win the weak. I have become all things to all people so that by all possible means I may might save some. I do all of this for the sake of the gospel that I may share in its blessings. This is the word of the Lord. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit. Fall afresh on us this morning. Unite us through your word. Unite us through this table. Unite us through your spirit. Speak through me. And all God's people said, that first section, verse 16 through 18, He's basically practicing what he preaches. He's a temple. He's a temple for the Holy Spirit. A lot of people cruising around at this time, noted speakers would charge money for, for people to hear what they had to say. Paul's gaining notoriety. Many theologians agree that whether Paul was a Christian or a Jew, if he remained a Jew, no matter what, we probably would have heard of him. He was going to be famous. He was going to be big. He was just that big of a personality. He says, you know what my reward is for preaching the gospel? No reward. No reward. I've already won. I've gotten the grace. I'm just a vessel. I'm a straw. I'm a grace dispenser. Right? And then he says, um, he redefines freedom. Once again, he's, he's, he's done it in an earlier passage. He does it in this passage. N.T. Wright puts it like this. His overall point is to make them see that Christian freedom is not freedom to do what you like but freedom from all the things that stop you. All the freedoms, freedom from all the things that stop you from being the person God really wants you to be, which is freedom for the service of God and the gospel. You follow that? Freedom isn't, I can do whatever I want whenever I want. Freedom is realizing, true freedom is realizing God has set me free through Jesus Christ from the things of this world 
that will drag me down and kill me. Amen? And that, that, that first section, he talks about he's, he's really just practicing what he preaches in being the temple, that this, this redefinition of freedom, he's reiterating what's really important. Put this up above all your to-do lists. This is what's important. This freedom that God has set us free. And then he, like I said earlier, he said earlier, our freedom in Christ amongst each other is to look out for one another and make sure we don't stumble. We don't throw things in front of each other. We don't drag each other down. Our freedom, as he brings us up here and has us look at the cross and then turn us out and send us out into the world, our freedom is for what? What? To win as many people for Christ as possible. He says win, or the, the word one, five times in this short little passage. And I looked it up, and the, the one there, like, is not so much a winning of a prize, but of making a significant profit. Do you see the distinction? Your brothers and sisters outside are extremely valuable. And then in verse 22, he doesn't say, so that I can win as many. He, says, he changes that word to save. And then he has that iteration. He has that, that famous, I have become all things to all people. Leading up to that, he says, you know, to the Jew, I become the Jew. To the Gentile, I become the Gentile. To the weak-minded, I become the weak-minded. When is the last time you've become anything to win someone over for Christ? To the Metallica fan, I become a Metallica fan. I was looking at the Metallica fan. Well, I'm already a Metallica fan. To a knitting fan, I become a knitting fan. To pizza, a pizza lover. This is a huge one for me. I ate my first meal full of mushrooms last Friday. Thursday, with you. I found out the secret. Pickled shiitake mushrooms. That's what I like. That's the only mushroom I like. Anyway, to the mushroom liker, I become the mushroom liker. It's, it flips the scale on what's important. It flips the scale on we change, the gospel doesn't. 
the gospel that we proclaim Jesus Christ died for the world does not change. The way we say it has to continue to change. And then he says, I become all things to all people. Where do you think he gets that? Look at that stable. Where does he get that? God sent his one and only son who being in the very likeness of God gave up his equality with God the Father so that you and I might be saved. God himself became you and I in order to save us. Right? That's what this table is all about, right? The Lamb of God who came to take the, the sin of the world away. How do we apply this? First we look at this table. Jesus Christ gave up his rights so that all might be one. So that all might be saved. We are at that point temples. Temples for the Holy Spirit. Made so by the free grace of God through Jesus Christ. To be grace dispensers. To be grace dispensers. When's the last time you felt like a grace dispenser? I'll ask it again. When's the last time you said, I, I will become this so that he or she, this person's name, might be saved, might be rescued? He gathered us this morning to be reminded of how God came after each and every one of us so that we might change, be changed from the inside out, be turned around and released from this building, released from these walls as a people to love as we've been loved. It's, it's not rocket science. But it's the, it's the call. It's the call of this table and the, the call that Paul is calling us to this morning. Would you pray with me? God, I just... I thank you. Thank you for forgiving each and every one of us. I thank you that we are new creations 
I thank you that your spirit, the same spirit that raised your son from the dead is flowing through our veins and unites us as your people. I pray, as I prayed last week, that we would not cause one another stumble. But I add to that this week. May we be all things to all people so that some might be saved. In the mighty Son of God's name, Jesus the Christ, and all God's people said, as we continue in worship, we pause for a moment and give back to God with gratitude in our hearts just a portion of what he so richly blessed us with. This morning's tithes and offerings are now received.
up to this table this whole service. I don't know if you've noticed that, but that's what we've been doing. And as we draw onto it, would you please pray with me? God, we thank you for sending your one and only son as he emptied himself for our sake. I pray that you would wrap your loving arms around those of us in our congregation that aren't with us, that are part of this family that aren't with us, that are hurting. And I pray that you would meet them. I'm thinking of Buzz, I'm thinking of Keith, Bev, Ruth, Sandy, Pam, Patty, Terry, Mr. Clark, Dusty, Maria, Dom. And as we come to your table as a family, we ask silent, silently for the brothers and sisters that we have in our own lives that are hurting. Meet them. We've already confessed our sins as, as a body. We've already celebrated the truth of this table as a family. But I pray once again that you would nourish it, nourish us by it. May this bread be an outward sign of an inward reality. May this cup remind us that we are free. And all God's people said, on the night that Jesus Christ was betrayed, he gathered around the table with his 12 disciples. He said this used to be the Passover meal, and the bread used to mean getting out of Egypt so fast that you couldn't wait for the bread to rise. It no longer is going to be a, a symbol of that for the people who follow me as Lord. This is Jesus speaking. And he says, this now is a new covenant. My body broken for you. So if you have a little pod thing, the body of Christ broken for you. In the same way, he lifted up the cup. He said, it used to be the blood over the doorpost that saved everybody from the angel of death, the firstborn child. Now, in this new covenant, it is my blood shed for the forgiveness or remission of your sins. And Paul later adds the words, as often as we, that's you and I, look to your right and look to your left, as often as we gather around this table and eat of this bread and drink of this cup, 
we proclaim that we're the Lord's. As the, Egypt, as the Jewish brothers and sisters were proclaiming that they were set free from slavery in Egypt, so you, brothers and sisters, are proclaiming that you are set free from sin and death. And we're also proclaiming in one loud voice, he's coming back. He's coming back for us. And one day we will sit around a table too big to imagine. And Jesus will be at the head and he'll lift up the cup and he said, he'll say, this is my body, this is my blood. Let's party. (laughs) The cup of Christ, the cup of salvation. Take, drink. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit. We've confessed. We've gathered to your word. We've partaken of your word. Equip us and send us out that we might be all things to all people so that some might be saved. And all God's people said, I will see you right after the service um, over at the Mexican Fiesta. Happy birthday once again to Lloyd. Um, Would you put your hands out and I'll just give us a benediction like this. May God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, the peace that passes all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds today, tomorrow, forevermore. May it be so. Amen.